Welcome one and all to the greatest wrestling show on the planet as hosted by your wily veterans, Will Macklin and Braden Mayhew, as well as the next generation cohorts, the Beast from BC, Alec Miski, and the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon. This is Wrestling with Idea. We love being here, don't we, boys? Welcome back to the second edition of Wrestling with Ideas of 2016. And my goodness, do we ever have a lot to cover today, boys, don't we? We got to get through it quick. We got to manage that. I mean, we have a really kind of tough time trying to get through... Uh, Talking about wrestling articulately in yeah. a very fast manner and yeah. sometimes respectful manner. Yeah. <laughs> as I figured out last, yeah, last week, week, right, gentlemen? Oh, absolutely. Will Macklin is still not here. He is still not here. He's still uh, recovering from, he's the, still chair recovering from the chair shot that yeah. Zach gave him a few weeks ago. He's really yeah. selling it big time, boys. He's yeah. staying out of action for he's a while. Doing, he's doing a Triple H, except he's actually showing up for work as well, so. Not I really. say he's uh, he's pulling a Cena. He's, he's just kind of he Cena? decided to get the surgery, and now he's just kind of out for a while. And the nice part is he visits himself in the hospital every day. Yeah, that's true. So the Royal Rumble was on Sunday, so yes, that's just was. two days ago. And I thought, for the most part, a very good pay per view. Yeah, I thought it was great. It had some high notes. On the whole, it had a good start and a good finish. The in between, I kind of felt was less satisfying, but I liked it. On the whole, I gave it about a good seven and a half. I on the whole eight. sort of the rating oh, deal. I'm the bottom end here. I'm like saying so at six and a half, seven. It was the best and worst pay-per-view yes. of the year. Well, yeah, so really far was. for them. <laughs> we'll see. Worst, but, uh, certainly the worst WWE pay-per-view Anyway, of the year. I don't know oh, if yeah. I can jump ahead here, but I know I certainly didn't watch the pre-show. Zach, if you like took the time to watch the pre-show I, on I YouTube, pre-show. then you can review this part. I just seen the ending of this match because they showed it later on in the show. Yeah. And holy goodness, did it ever look like awkward. It was just very that, that last spot with uh, Henry and I believe it was Bubba at the Con- end with Connor, the Connor. That finish. Oh was, man, was that ever Con- bad? Connor was staring at his <laughs> partner getting pinned. Didn't do anything about it because he thought. I- I'm guessing someone else was supposed to come in and for that spot. Yeah. But Connor is so bad that he has no awareness in the ring. So he's just standing there like an idle WWE 2K16 wrestler, and just staring at him. Like it was, it, it was. Look, it looks so bad. I can't was, believe they put it on TV later in the night. They, this is what people watched on YouTube. You know, like WWE creative was like just hitting their controller, like breaking it apart. It's like I thought I put in fresh batteries. Why is he doing if, nothing? If anybody actually cares? It was Jack Swagger and Mark Henry who won Royal Rumble entries for later in the night. Do you have anything else to say about that match other than that terrible, terrible finish? <sighs> Uh, not even the finish, just the entire match was very off. It was just very awkward and just terrible, The only positive about the match was Damian Sando is still over, even with months off television. Yeah. That's no surprise. Which is, which I'm very happy to see, because I hope this eventually means, you know, he's going to get back on TV. And then he'll be dropped off TV again, and then people will beg for him. Let me just enjoy my moment, Brian. Yeah. (laughs) I think the take home from that match was later in the pay-per-view, they showed like a replay of how Mark Henry and Jack Swagger won. And they did. Is like, it was awful. Like, yeah, I don't. I just do not understand why. Like, that was one of the biggest botches of the night, and you're just going to show it front and center. Like, oh yeah, that's how they won. Like, he got pinned in, but then he's like, oh wait, I can we got to show exactly how these guys got in the match. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the actual pay per view started with the last man standing match for the Intercontinental Title. Dean Ambrose defending against Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens came out and he got a huge 
reception. Huge pop. Right out of the gate. Huge pop. Massive reaction. And then Ambrose came out. And it seemed like for a while, like, this crowd was kind of taking Owens in this match over Dean in some... Some spots. Dean has been getting turned on a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Not 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 a lot, but a little bit. Like at least it, it kind of showed here. Like I'm not used to kind of Dean getting booed in some spots, but yeah. uh, here he kind of did. I'm starting to see um, it on the forums that a lot of people find Dean overrated. One of the uh, early it's- great spots over on overall was when. Uh, Owens took a tumble over the oh, announce yes. table. Me and Zach kind of talked about this uh, off the air. Oh, and so he, great. as he fell down, he grabbed Michael Cole and dragged Cole off of uh, the announce <laughs> chair to the floor with him. Yeah. And, and Saxton and, came in and had to call it over. And then as soon as Michael Cole recovered, he's like, go get him, Owens, go get him, kick his butt and all this stuff. Go get him, Dean, you show him, beat him up, Dean. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it was great. He sold it like a champion. And even like uh, Byron Saxton on the announce table... Great addition. Get rid of King. Just get rid of him. You, you, yeah. oh, you, you're, you're a fan of Saxon. Um, I hate King. Oh, you really don't like King? That I just much. like the guy. Like just I, I think I've brought it up many, many times with everyone that I talked to about wrestling. Where does he buy his shirts? And who thinks that they should be selling those things? I can't tell you those like, glittery crown shirts. Like it may, like you look at him and it just like everyone else on that announce table is wearing a suit and tie or at least well dressed. And he's well-dressed. wearing these these. <laughs> Bling shirts. Yeah. And it's like, he was on like the panel with Renee Young and Booker T and I uh, can't remember the other guy that was with him. And it's like, they're all wearing nice clothing. He looks like a schmuck. And King's wearing his King, King shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say, I think he had some good jokes. I, th- I, I mean, he's starting to show more of a heel side now, which has always been his best uh, yeah. persona. Um, people forget he is one of the greatest talkers ever. Oh, yeah. Well, like when it's you just, see him, but it's, it's just... It's not going well over the announce so, table. It's like it's the same thing over and over again. But anyways, not to get sidetracked. Yeah, so this was a great match. Yeah, I mean um, they beat the crap out of each other the whole the whole match. Oh, absolutely. The kendo sticks, the chairs. Like They're, you could talk about the big uh, selling of the chair. Oh well, that, that was the, Owens did. The worst part about the match was there was a lot of botches if you paid attention to it. But there like, were some, and a few missed spots. But even when they missed the spot, like the chair where. Uh, Ambrose hits Owen in the face with the chair, and then it just like it like wraps around his head, so like the seat's more or less like pressing right up against his face. Owen sold it to the point where like they just like oh, let's incorporate it in the next chair shot. You know what I mean? Like they just kept going and going and they going. They kind of even if they kind of had a bit of a screw up, they knew how to kind of get around it to make it not look like a screw up. Which oh, yeah. is cool. Very professional, very well like orchestrated match. Even though there were a lot of mistakes, I liked um, the elbow through the table. That was. A very fun spot. They went through everything. Like, they did everything. Even the fact, like, where he put him through two tables. Yeah. To me, I actually didn't the, really like the, the ending. Was oh, the finish kinda, was lackluster. I, I was like, really? I mean, I understand going through two I tables. I kind of figured after... those tables would end it, but they could have done, like, a better spot yeah. for it. Like, it, I, I mean, I, I mentioned it before. Imagine if, like, Dean Ambrose did a dirty deeds from, yeah. like, the top rope onto so those two tables. So, what Zach is alluding to, ladies and gentlemen, is. Uh, early, no. <laughs> Earlier in the match, Kevin Owens had set up and stacked two tables outside the ring uh, by one of the corners, and um, he, he, I guess he forgot about them in the chaos of this match. So yeah. later on, he stacked Dean Ambrose on this terrible contraption of chairs and looked to moonsault Dean Ambrose while Ambrose was stacked on these chairs. However, as he went for the moonsault, Dean popped up, pushed him, and Owens went crashing through the two tables he had set up earlier yeah. in the match, and that was the finish it kind of felt like the end of King Kong where he <laughs> climbs up a building and then like just like the little tiny planes knock him off. That is a very appropriate that is, uh, comparison. That is appropriate. 
And um, yeah, it's anyway. Just... Oh, uh, one more quick spot yeah. uh, in the match. Uh, I remember there was a little bit of a mix-up between someone. I think Ambrose was supposed to go in the corner, but he wanted to reverse. But there was a little bit of screw up, and they stood. Owens, being the classic heel that he is, he grabs him and he goes and he goes to the other turnbuckle. He says, "No, no, you're going my way, Dean," and then just throws him into the corner. In fact, I think oh. he, like I didn't even notice that when it happened. I thought Kevin was just being Kevin. Like, yeah. yeah, he's just so good. Out yeah. there. Was, he's got an amazing ring awareness, doesn't he? Oh, it's very good. Very it's, good. It's really good. The take the best part of that match for me, hands down, was the way the referee counted. Yes. Like, it was so overdone. It was great. Like not only was he throwing his hands up in the air, like every time he counted, he did like just like a crotch I, thrust, like forward, <laughs> one, a small little two, yes chant for three. every time. And it was just like it was just basically he was so happy to be calling out this match that like well not calling it out but just being like I just have to count to ten. I want to make it the best ten ever. <laughs> it's like he took that kayfabe article about the top ten things right uh, the refs say in the match. Yeah, too hard. And it was amazing just the entire time. And uh, from there, anyway, it was a great way to open the show. I thought they kicked it off and couldn't have picked a better match to start things off with. Very good. Uh, Then we follow that up with the tag title match, the Usos um, challenging the New Day for the title. My goodness, were New Day ever loved by this crowd? Oh, my Lord. They were over from the moment they stepped foot out in the aisleway until Mm -hmm. the match was finished and they went to the back. The crowd was so into these guys. Yep. And they're supposed to be the heels. The (laughs) dastardly heels. Yeah. We got Francesca, too, on this show. Jessica yep. too. The trombone is back, and Twice I was very delighted. Oh yeah, it's way better. <laughs> Twice as good. I think a little more brassy looking too. Mm, very nice. So, a little more shinier. That was the the big first surprise, and this is I can't really talk much about it. Like it's we've seen these teams kind of have the exact same match on TV before. But yeah, the thing is the the thing that killed this match really was that there was very little heat because there was no storyline really going into this match. Nothing like that's. And what then on top it. of that, the fans have seen it on TV. Yeah. How many weeks in a row? And it how, feels many, like how Us- many times have the Usos won those Raw matches? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and New Day has taken the pinfall, and then New Day is able to come out, to- come out on top. I on did Paper like Day. the finish to this match, though. It was a good finish. Big E catching, yeah. uh, it was a Jimmy Uso in midair yeah. and kind of standing like a boss with him on his shoulder. Yeah, that was only to execute the most cocky looking big ending yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. I love that. That was well, that awesome. Was a, that was a great It was finish. a great finish. I love that finish. Yeah, the perfect interception if there ever was one. Yeah. But the actual match itself, not really a whole lot to write. It wasn't bad. Like, no. It was, it was a fine there, uh, undercard there affair. There yeah. weren't any spots that just blew me away. The yeah. first, well, like, I remember saying to you guys in the group chat after uh, the Owens-Ambrose match, I'm like, well, I think the pay-per-view just peaked. It's like, <laughs> there, like, there's not much. Like, It was a good pay-per-view after this, but like that was like probably its best part right there. It was the probably the, the best match if you're not going to count the Rumble itself. The Rumble has too many moments to count, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, for the undercard, it was certainly far and away the best yes, match yeah, yeah, on yeah. the show. But uh, anyway, it was fine. And the New Day won, which is great. I was kind of scared they were actually going to lose the uh, the titles here. Yeah. But I, I had enough faith in them that they're probably going to hold the belts to WrestleMania, which is a, a great thing. And I think it was after this that a Wyatt family promo played. Mm-hmm. And I actually like this promo with yep. uh, each family member kind of representing a uh, a level of something. Uh, the, Strom- the four Braun- horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're making reference to. I'm just like, yeah. oh, they just need they just need Ric Flair to come in and wheel and deal his way into the group. Uh, Braun <laughs> says they're war. Rowan said they're what pestilence. Yes. Harper yeah. said they were famine, and Bray says that they are death, and that uh, tonight the apocalypse is here. 
And just the way he talked about it being the end, I thought he delivered it very well. I think think he's very good. Great, great promo. He's a great Great promo. promo. The the direction they're going with it, and like we're going to be the four horsemen, kind of like that. Not necessarily what they're going to be. I'm just like, oh, that's been done. It's been done, but it was still kind of cool, right? Oh, like yeah. I, I don't know. I enjoyed it while oh, watching it live. Bray sold it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like he did a really good job yeah. selling it. Because their their promos are the easiest thing to make. We'll take a low light room, just say a couple things, and make it sound really, really creepy. And just have make them, it sound very polite. And have all of them look menacing in the camera. Yes. And it's literally all they do. It's really it's very, not very hard bo- to look menacing. Very, well, especially if you're like big, giant, bearded people, like and Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about him uh, a little bit later on. But first, we had a U.S. title match, Kalisto against Alberto Del Rio, and a match that they should have just saved for the pay-per-view. Yep. We can say screw to all the ridiculous title changes on TV. They could have saved, you know, Del Rio could have beaten him in a title match. Kalisto could have beaten Del Rio again, non-title, on SmackDown yep. to earn a championship match and won it for his first time at the pay-per-view. Is this a shocking uh, revelation I'm having, or is that <laughs> it really booking? is shocking? I mean, it's this shocking, is, isn't this it? Is, this sounds very creative. It sounds very normal, yeah, like that's how most programs are booked. Yeah. But instead, it's, what it's, they did was Kalisto beats Del Rio in a non-title match, immediately gets a title match, wins the title, immediately loses in Del Rio's rematch clause, only to beat him again at the pay per view. Yeah. For the second title win, which doesn't mean as much as your first. Yeah. But still should be the big deal because it's the pay per view win. I don't know. They I shouldn't mean, have done it this the, way. I, I, I was trying to see what I'm they glad were, they put the belt back on. Oh, yeah. I was just tr- I was trying to see what they were going to do with in terms of story-wise, how they were going to come up with it. And I, was, and I was told by the people on Twitter that you just have to wait. The story will happen. And I still didn't see any story develop out of this. I seen so. another guy beat a guy for a belt. Yeah. If that's the I, story, then... I mean... I saw a Salida Del Sol, and I was like... That was nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad he pinned him with his finisher. Yes. instead yeah. of a roll up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, it, I, it was a clean that win. That would have been even more kind impactful. Of. I mean, that would have been more impactful if that was his first. You know I, what I mean? I said, Cleaning that. So I said he shouldn't well, have beat yeah. him for the belt on Raw. He should have well, saved know, it for the pay per view. Like, but you mentioned it's like a clean win. Imagine clean win uh, with your finisher. You, you know, on the pay per view. Zach, can you remember the exact spot it was? I remember Kalisto slipping kind of bad and trying to execute one move. It was in the match. It was, it was uh, the only real glaring botch of the entire match. Uh, the entire match to me was a bit sloppy. Yeah, it was, it was there one was just bad a bad moment that I there remember. There was just a lot of high. Like there was a lot of moments where they were in the air. You know what I mean? Like they were trying to do a lot of uh, aerial moves, and it just kind of like they did it with no psychology to them, just for the sake of doing it. And I think it's they were a trying Del to connect. Match. To, well, I know, but it's like with well, Del Rio though. Like with Del Rio though, you're either going to get a very, very good in ring wrestler or a guy who's just going to fly all over the ring and try and establish his. Or you get fifty fifty, and he or you get fifty fifty booking. Yeah. but it's like I I was watching this match and we saw really the both of them. I forget what spot it was though, but Kalisto looked like he kind of slipped and fell like right on his head. Was, was that when he was trying to go for a DDT or I something I believe like that? so, yeah, because I just remember him kind of falling and landing on his own head. Yeah, it was it was, it was pretty <laughs> And they kind of had to like scrape together and kind of push forward, which is the only real bad part of it that I remember. It was still it was, it was like it was a, a three, good match. It was a three, more than three I still match. think I think the Raw match was still better than this one, the one that they had oh, yeah, on the original TV one will always uh, be where Kalisto won the belt, I think was still the better match. But because they were more good. on point and they were more yeah. there was more on the line and they wanted but, to step up. Then again, I did like the finish to this match better with Kalisto pinning Del Rio with his finishing move. Yeah. You know, amazing. Hands down the like best way to, you know, beat uh, Del Rio. The worst part was I remember um Del Rio was just about to do Finn Baylor's finisher on uh <clears throat> Kalisto and I was sitting there I was watching it with my girlfriend and I just said like, you know, this 
this isn't what you want to see. And she's like, why? What's wrong with that? It's like, he's just using another guy's move, and that guy's going to be in the Rumble. I don't want to see it now. I don't think Baylor was in the Rumble, He though. was not in the Rumble. It was a bit upsetting. I was hoping him and Styles would have a moment. Maybe yeah. they're saving it. Like, probably. Who knows? Or they probably didn't even. They probably even thought about that yet. To be honest, <laughs> the guys at WWE, yeah. come on, they so, live in Connecticut for a reason. Then uh, we got the promo to the Divas Championship match, the video package highlighting the entire program, which actually was a pretty well booked program heading into the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Kind of showed all the highlights and uh, aspects to what led to the match. Charlotte comes out to defend against Becky Lynch, and boy, what, the crowd was into this one. Yes. It very much into this one, and the well, match was, was it, very good. Yeah, it, it was, was actually a really good match. Yeah, a couple things was, upset me, but it was besides them, yeah. it was amazing. The ring was, work, the crowd was into it. Is, isn't it amazing how you give the divas a storyline and they run with run the ball with it? Wow. And the fans give love them, it. Give them time they in the ring. It. Yeah, give them time in the ring to execute said stories. Because Charlotte's not that bad as people make him, make her out to be. I mean, she's not as good as Becky or Sasha or Bailey. But it's like compared to the other women's wrestlers on that roster, I will take Charlotte. She is over a any fine heel. She's a great heel. Yes, and she great actually heel. with the combination of Ric Flair, it's a good character. Yeah, yeah. the uh, spoiled daughter, which is awesome. And so, like, everyone likes Becky Lynch, except the fact that in every promo she cuts, you can see her roots. <laughs> That's true because she's it's, dyed it so uh, ginger orange or whatever. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's 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 really bright. And then you see a little bit of the the roots on top, but it's like you know, you know I think some eyes sitting at their maze. I know what roots are. <laughs> uh, uh, so, CKDJ correspondent. These two uh, worked very, I thought, very very well together. There were a lot of uh, big suplexes they dished out. A lot of it was painful that hard match. hitting. Match. Was, yes. I want to say that it was strong style, but it did, there wasn't that many like actual like hits to the face no, and stuff like that. No, but they were they were hitting each other. Yes. There was some uh, vicious suplexes that were taken, and a lot of like kind of stiff moves. It was it was awesome, and the crowd again into it from beginning to end. And I knew Charlotte was going to retain, and it was kind of a wacky fit. In fact, I'm going to admit that when mm-hmm. Flair threw his coat in. Yeah. I thought the ref was going to ring the bell, mm-hmm. and Flair was going to almost accidentally cost his daughter the title. <laughs> But it was well, just a distraction, and it would led to because I that, that makes that sense spot in the upset long me. run. You know what I mean? But I actually thought where they were going it, with it. It would make sense in the long run because I think eventually Charlotte's just going to disown Ric Flair, and they're not going to make Charlotte turn babyface and Ric Flair like a yeah. heel. Like they'll they'll make Ric Flair the babyface at the end of this somehow. Yeah. I think I think eventually Charlotte will turn on her father. Oh, she has to. It's no, it's, it's a w- natural art. And there was one sp- yeah. there was one bit where I think Charlotte went for a baseball. Like, slide yeah and she ended up hitting flair and he kind of toppled over or something yeah. like that and, and then uh, becky applies like the disarm her but flair being the creative wheeling dealing machine he is <laughs> gets up on the apron and throws his jacket on top oh, of her and, you know that you bring it up being speaking of wheeling dealing yeah. he stole a kiss yes from yeah. her right he before made that out with becky lynch he the did. 70 year old man made out with a 28 year old woman he did do that or rather, it's Rick, it's Rick no, Flair. Like 68, whatever. Rick Flair. We shouldn't Still be surprised old. by this. But anyway, I thought Flair's jacket was going to. I thought Flair's jacket was going to be times. thrown in the towel. It was a simple distraction, and uh, Charlotte was able to get a spear on Becky Lynch for the win. Anyway, yep. very, very good match. And then what happened afterward was also quite good. It was kind of crazy, yeah. So what happened afterward was Sasha Banks comes out, and as soon as her music hit, the crowd went. Bananas. Wild. Oh, yeah. To quote uh, our local correspondent here, Dante DiCaria, they went bananas, bro. Clap really bum. Clap bum. <laughs> and so Sa- Sasha comes out. She basically just kicks 
uh, Becky out of the ring, saying it's kind of her spotlight. And it seems like she's going to shake hands and be a heel with Charlotte. And as soon as Charlotte turns to leave, Sasha gets the best of her and slaps her into the bank statement super quick to send a message. And it seems like they're going to build towards a Charlotte-Sasha program for the Divas titles. It's going to be and a wrestling Becky. You think Becky's going to be involved, and too? Becky's going to get involved. So they should just call up Bailey and do a fatal four-way they're for not, the uh, the big show? That's what I'm thinking they're going to actually do. And that's what they should do. And I and I think, you know what I think also? I think Bailey's eventually going to drop the title to Eva Marie, unfortunately. Well, if that means she's getting called up to the main roster, it yeah. won't be as... It, I, I will accept that. Yeah. It's fine. It, yeah, it'll make definitely Raw a lot better. A lot better. So um, if that's the game plan for this, even if it was just uh, Charlotte and Sasha Banks, I still wouldn't... Re- I would feel bad for Becky that she's being left out in the cold. Yeah. But uh, if that's really not the want, case, I really then... want her to win the title, honestly, because because Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte have won the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, I would really like to see Becky win the the women's cha- or rather, like especially the, the main roster women's title yeah. too, right? So that I because I think she's deserved it at this point, and she's she got over pretty well. Like that program she's was, a gr- was she has a, she's a great promo. It's a great promo, and she was the sympathetic babyface in this program, and she it played was, that role to It was team. a well-built storyline. And they should keep her in the position. I mean, she should just get good. dropped for it for Sasha. Like, it's cool that Sasha's being put because she's so over, but uh, to just drop Becky I don't think would be a wise decision. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what they do there. Very good segment, though. Like, the crowd ate it uh, yeah. the entire time. And uh, soon after that, we got the By Numbers video, all those Royal Rumble facts that we love uh, hearing every year. I know they're... Uh, Big uh, favorite of mine. Get to know <laughs> the most weight that's been in the ring. Yeah. How many guys have been eliminated by Kane? How many people have entered the Royal Rumble? All those wondrous facts. I'll be honest. I'm a facts guy. I like those videos. I do too. I mean, I don't hate them. I like knowing that two people from number one and two people from number two have gone on to win the Rumble. But entering at number 27 has produced the most amount of Rumble winners. Exactly. Mm, Batista three. entered number 27. Yeah. You know what Who's happened? number 27 this Rumble? Do you remember? Oh, jeez. It was Bray Wyatt, I oh, believe. Yeah, it was Wyatt. Was it, yeah, yeah, was it Wyatt? It? I thought Wyatt came a little earlier, like 25. I believe he was remember. number 27. 27 has always been disappointing these past couple and of years. And when he came out, I might have thought he might have been uh, lucky number 27, but it was not the case. No. Because speaking of the Royal Rumble, so it started with... Uh, yeah, no, Wyatt was 27, you're right. Yeah. WWE World Heavyweight Champion Roman Reigns coming out, because of course he was... Drafted as the first entry into the Rumble for his championship. You gotta love that one versus all promo that uh, aired right before that, too. One yeah. versus all. So Reigns comes out. He's booed. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's booed. No, he's the uh, baby face. No big surprise there. And they didn't help him later on in the match. I'm sure we'll touch upon the, the spot oh, that God, I'm talking I don't know about. What we'll have thinking. a good bit to talk about there. But he comes out, and number two is Rusev. Rusev Mutria. He comes out, and I don't want to say like it was completely useless, but man, has he fallen off oh, the, the track so hard in like oh, the man. last year, hasn't he? Yeah. Reigns just kind of tossed him. That was it. He was he was just put in more to give Reigns an impact statement, really. The, the was, biggest tease was that he threw Reigns through like the middle rope, not over the top, yeah. so he wasn't eliminated. Here's and the you're time. just thinking like. The fans would have loved it to see him get thrown out at the very beginning. <laughs> like, think how bad that would be for Reigns, but how good that would have been for the Rumble. Yeah, oh, and man. a minute 30. That's how long Rusev was in there with Roman Reigns. Yeah. So there's some time between the next entry, and we got to talk about this for a while, guys. Oh, yeah. So the countdown is on, and the third entry is up. And 
we didn't really get to see what the Titantron said because the production crew was Damn not it, Kevin Dunn was not properly focusing on where it should have been. So all we see is Roman's mug just kind of yeah. staring blankly sure. into the abyss of some guy coming out. Come on, yes, Kevin that's Dunn. A good, uh, that is a good. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Kevin I think that's, Dunn, I think that's too job. much expression, actually. <laughs> Do you but, remember that uh, clip of Bischoff going into the production truck and going mm. to Kevin Dunn, and he's going, what the hell are you doing, Kevin Dunn? I like, that's exactly what I thought of when he's... Well, it was AJ Styles who came out at number three, and since they were in Orlando, which is uh, kind of where TNA's been the most famous with the impact zone and all that, the crowd went wild. Because yeah. what we were supposed to see on the Titan Trump from the live video that I watched was they had a video that said, I am, am and, then and then the word phenomenal, phenomenal came up. And as soon as mm. the word phenomenal flashed, the whole crowd went like, wild. Like, absolutely yeah. new. And that's what we were supposed to see, but somebody didn't switch the camera from Roman Reigns' blank face to the entrance ramp, so we missed it. Uh, we need more Roman Reigns. We need to see Roman looking shocked. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, aye. And That'll also, get over. So AJ, AJ Styles comes out to one of the biggest pops the entire year of like WWE. Just it people was went crazy. Nuts. He and got a huge reaction. It the, was insane. Really. The worst part about this was he pretty much spent the entire time between him, like his entry and the next wrestler's entry, just walking down the ramp and climbing in the ring to the crowd popping. Like he didn't even really wrestle uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, well, he attempted a uh, I think a Styles clash very early on. Roman countered. They're they really yeah. teasing that. They really teased it on this show, and they kind of went at it for a bit until uh, number four was Tyler Breeze. He was going to do well. He was going to really run wild, wasn't he? Well, he oh, was yeah. it his eyes when he looked at you? They are so Man, gorgeous. Man, I, I don't know. I thought that, that theme song was kind of clever. Now I just go, wow, that's one really bad theme song. Well, it kind of reminds me of Sexy Boy by Shawn Michaels. Like, yeah. It sounds bad, but then you realize it's so Shawn Michaels. But well, at I, least, I, I, I think Tyler Breeze's theme is great, honestly. Yeah, well, he got tossed. He's, he's I, I, I think he's, in the, he's got to be in the doghouse at this point. Is that true? Is, I don't know. Like it's like he asked to leave early. Like I don't know if you heard the heat. I've heard the on. alleged heat because he asked asked to leave early. Wow! <laughs> what like, a crime! Like what the heck, man? It's like, come on. <laughs> I mean, he he asked to leave early, and then all of a sudden he gets heat because he wanted to leave early. Like that's yeah. ridiculous. So he got thrown out. Next up, as if this wasn't good enough, but um, Curtis Axel was number five, and he came out with uh, all the job squad, I mean, uh, the social outcasts. <laughs> I think they kind of all came out, and they just kind of, who's going to go in? And then Curtis Axel was like, I will! Yeah. And then he ran to the ring, and AJ Styles finally ended the longest streak in WWE history, which is Curtis Axel not being eliminated from a That's Royal Rumble. That's huge. That's yeah. a huge accomplishment for AJ Styles. So he mm-hmm. was the first man to eliminate Curtis Axel from a Royal Rumble in one year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long took, live Axelmania. It took, it took a long time. Long, long time for that to happen. <laughs> I guess at least good old Axel made it to the ring this year. Number six was Chris Jericho. And you could see kind of just how excited Jericho was that AJ Styles was in the ring. Yeah. Because whenever he could go do like anything, with, they always came back to one another from the yeah. point that Jericho came out. Yeah. To like until well later on we'll get to the elimination of AJ Styles, but until he was eliminated, they kind of just kept going at each other. Yeah. It seemed just trying to work. Because Jericho spots. clearly wanted to work with him, and uh, abundant for the next night on Raw too. Like it was, it was kind of cool. And after that was Kane at number seven. I kind of groaned a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, this is where you kind of realize how limited, few, like yeah, limited they are in this. Because even, if, even yeah. after Kane, you get Gold Dust. Gold Dust at number eight. Oh, my goodness. And number nine, 
Zach's boy. My boy Ryback. Ryback at number nine. My boy Ryback. Ryback had a good little, like, um, He did, he did have, have a good run. spurt. Yeah. I mean, he got booed, but, you know, Orlando is stupid, so it's, uh, it's, they don't hey, understand whoa, whoa, a true whoa, whoa, superstar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Orlando's like the red-haired stepchild of Florida. I they know. don't even they they're, they're strange for even Florida. Take that Orlando, booing oh. Ryback. Number 10 you was go Kofi. back to Tampa Bay there, eh? <laughs> <laughs> number 10 was uh, Kofi Kingston. And uh he didn't have a big moment either. He like, did? Well, he kind of did. He got caught by the New Day or something like that. Yeah. And he celebrated on the outside and didn't even really compete in the match. He just kind of hung on big shoulders. I actually shoulders. found it entertaining. That so. was cool. It was entertaining. It was cool. It was New Day. Very new day ask. Yes. Number 11 was Titus O'Neil. And man, did he ever stay in way longer than I expected him to. Yeah. According to this clock here, he stayed in for 8 minutes and 55 seconds. I was expecting it to say 14. It seemed like he lasted <laughs> in the Royal Rumble forever. And I'm like, Titus? Titus <laughs> oh, yeah. is lasting near 10 <laughs> minutes in the Royal Rumble? Oh my did goodness. a little bit of a push? I guess so. <laughs> Number 12 was R-Truth, who was amazing. Yep. That, um, that, that spot was great. Yeah. Uh, again, bef- hmm? uh, yeah, it was it was an amazing spot. You are initiating something, aren't you? Yeah. Yes, telling- Zach is reminding me that we got to take a quick commercial break. We'll get into the rest of the Royal Rumble <laughs> after these messages. Oh, don't you dare be sour! Put your hands together and clap for your world famous best wrestling show on the planet. And feel the power! It's Wrestling With Ideas! Yes, it is! This show rocks! This show rocks! This show rocks! This show rocks! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wrestling With Ideas with, of course, Brayden Mayhew, Zach McGibbon, and... Alec Miski talking oh. about the Royal Rumble this past Sunday. Yeah. Speaking of New Day, uh, Kofi had a great elimination. Too bad it wasn't caught on camera because uh, they did that. They did the whole Roman beatdown yeah. with the uh, League of Nations that took away from whatever was going on in the ring. Good way to come back from commercial, though, I thought. You oh, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. back with people having no idea why Roman Reigns is getting beat up by four men outside of the ring that aren't part of the Rumble <laughs> yeah, at the moment. Yeah, but there's well. no disqualifications. Because Goldust got eliminated yep. by Titus, yes. of all people. Oh, just just quickly, a quick shout-out to Isaac Caroga, mm. who's listening in from Monterey, Mexico. Wow. Yeah. Guys, I think we have ADHD. We're all talking about something different right yeah. now. I just wanted it's, to give I hear it's a big a problem out. these days. <laughs> but it's important to give shout outs to the people listening. So oh, I absolutely. Will give Thanks for tuning there. in. Yeah. Um, we were going to talk about before I had to go Via to con deals. Yeah, before we had to go do our commercial deal. We were talking about our truth at number 12 and how he came out, stopped at the bottom of the ring, grabbed a ladder, probably the only ladder they put under there, set it up in the ring, climbed looking for the money in the bank briefcase, only to realize he was in the Royal Rumble. Hilarious. <laughs> this has just got to be our true shtick until he's done, pretty oh, much at this point. Man. Always forgetting which matches he's in or what matches he's competing in. I like this. This is funny. Yeah. It's I a mean, good running gag. I mean, oh, our yeah. truth is funny. So it's like, wasn't it Kane like kind of grabbed him off the ladder, tossed him, and then just kind of tossed the ladder yeah. out of the ring? Yeah. Kane, yeah. Was just, Kane had no simpy. No. <laughs> he had. You don't get my simpy at all. That's what Kane wished he could have said <laughs> to our truth in that moment. Um, oh boy. So after that, uh, who? Oh yeah, Luke Harper was uh, after our truth at number thirteen. So anyway, during this chaos, the League of Nations come out and they beat up Roman Reigns, and Vince McMahon is just telling them what to do. So he tells them to pull the guy under the bottom rope to not eliminate him, 
beat him up, put him through a table, because Rusev did the most over-the-top splash through a table you'd ever seen, and then ran away with a video, with a TV monitor. Oh, that, that, <laughs> when that moment happened on the paper, he just walked I away with the monitor. so hard. Like, I, I fell over laughing. The, you see the tweet he put oh, out? Oh, that too? was, that was beautiful. Oh, he's like, he's like, oh, I brought the TV monitor. I with must me. be the new TV Th- champion. I'm the new TV champion. And no, just brilliant. Rusev Machka. Like, it's oh just, my gosh. Watching that happen, I was watching with a girlfriend, like I said before, and just like, I just broke down laughing so, so hard. And Vince she, thinks she of all this, but he just tells the guys to leave him dead on the announce table. Don't yeah. throw him back in the ring and let somebody else toss him. Just leave him there. <laughs> what could go wrong? What a smart plan. Yeah. So, it's here's just like the, here's he put where, him in an yeah. easily escapable situation involving an overly elaborate death plan. Pretty well. Kind of counterproductive. You didn't even leave the one in a guard. Oh my gosh. And then if you're trying to make this guy look like (laughs) a very valiant baby face, so the medical staff comes out and they have the stretcher. They're ready to pour pour him out. Reigns is refusing the medical attention, but he does not refuse. But he still goes backstage. To walk to the back. He still goes backstage. He's still still fine with ditching. I got beat up. I don't need to be out here. What a great baby face. He's an honorable defending champ. Walking away from the match. Well, oh yes, my goodness! They were terrible. trying to do a Daniel Bryan, and they still failed at it. Because what he should have done was get back in the get ring. Get back in the ring, and you could have had like anybody. Like I guess Harper would have been in. Have Harper big boot him. Have a couple people beat him down. Even if he's just laying there sleeping, at least he's selling. Yes, yeah. he's still in the match. At least you know he's getting screwed he, over. He doesn't leave and rest for a half hour and then come back out like a conniving heel oh my gosh is this ever terrible I did not like this this is probably the worst part of the Royal Rumble to be honest and then we miss Kofi Kingston's brilliant elimination by Chris Jericho in the midst of all this chaos because Big E was dancing and prancing around the ring with Kofi on his shoulders and Jericho did kind of like that springboard drop kick thingy that he does the triangle drop kick the triangle drop kick and he hit Kofi and Kofi fell off Big E's shoulders and Big E kind of fell over Cool little spot, except uh, we only seen the replay of it. Nobody got to see that bit live, except if you were there in the arena. Ay, ay, ay. Unbelievable. So, Stardust was number 14. Kevin Dunn. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin Dunn. And at this point, I've completely uh, forgotten about like who did what eliminations exactly, but eventually all the Wyatts uh, got in there. Cause when, oh, because Neville came out number 16. Oh, Big Show came out number 15, then Neville number 16, yeah. and then Braun at number 17. Yes. And this is when, basically, the Wyatts began to start devouring everybody and slowing yeah. down and eliminating this person here, eliminating that person there. Uh, number 18 was Kevin Owens. So tougher than Roman Reigns is Kevin Owens because he just went through a war yep. with Dean Ambrose, and he was still limping to the ring for this big prize for a fight. Oh, yes. yeah, he sold it. He sold it. to the point what where when he got to the ring, he, like he was what like five feet away. He just oh, I'm walking normal. I'm going to run in and beat up AJ Styles. But you know why sell the leg injury if you're going to so, just do but that? What I but. mean is like he's tougher than Roman. He oh, can yeah. go back out there and fight. Roman yeah. doesn't want to fight apparently. No. Oh my gosh. He just I'm, wants to rest. But that that brawl with the. Uh, with AJ was pretty cool. He went right for him. Yep. Like and, vintage ROH. Yep. And uh, Welcome if, to the WWE. So AJ kind of gets the better of Owens and then goes for a Styles Clash on Neville when Owens kicks him in the face and tosses him. Yep. And I will reiterate what people said. This was a smart elimination. Yes. Kevin Owens smart. was probably the only guy in the Royal Rumble other than maybe Brock that could have thrown AJ out and the fans would have been fine with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe they would have booed. You think they, maybe they, they wouldn't booed, have booed. They booed at first, but then they were like, "It's, yeah, Owens. it's Kevin Owens." It's Owens. <laughs> at least somebody like, good eliminated like, him. If it was like a Ryback, oh, if, you know if, I mean? Braun had, if, if Braun had, if AJ had was one of the people AJ. that Braun eliminated, oh my god, people would have been crapping all over that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, no, that was I thought was pretty smart. 
Um, and it, it kind of opens the door to them uh, having a bit of a rivalry as well. Yes. And uh, that might be a, a sort of a mania program as far as uh, moving forward is concerned. Dean Ambrose came out number 19. So right after Owens, I guess uh, that number didn't seem to it seemed random. There's the two people from earlier entering at like back-to-back numbers. Yeah. And number 20 was Sami Zayn. Very cool spot. He ran. Owens did the amazing, uh, what are you doing here? Angry heel face. <laughs> Zayn ran to the ring, and they just pummeled each other. It was awesome. That was a great moment. One of the best parts of the Rumble. And what does Zayn do? He eliminates Owens. Owens. Yeah, so that- what I'm hoping for, and even though they didn't play off of it on Raw, <laughs> I'm oh, hoping that this builds towards a match between the two at WrestleMania. We can only hope. I, w- I, w- I would kind of like that match more than uh, Owens and AJ, because it has more history, and it might be a bigger deal, yeah. if, we, if we count the NXT, uh, the past involving it. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, Eric Rowan was out, so the entire Wyatt family, minus Bray, is in the ring at this point. They continue eliminating people, including Mark Henry, yep. who came out and pretty well and got tossed. They're just running wild through everyone in the ring And then point. number 23 is Brock Lesnar, and Brock comes down to the ring... And he just whoops all of the dead Wyatt weight. Yeah. He suplexes Rowan. He suplexes Harper. I guess he realizes he can't suplex Strowman to make him look bad. So he gave but him my the goodness, st- can he ever clothesline him? <laughs> he gave him the stiffest looking clothesline. Oh my gosh, he nearly took the big because, guy's head off. Strowman is so green in the ring. It's like he was supposed to go down for a clothesline and just forgot. So Brock's like, oh yeah, you want to forget? Well, <laughs> I guess if I hit you hard enough, you don't need to worry about forgetting. And he just clotheslined him so bad like oh it was a brutal and if that isn't bad enough brock just kept hunting him down oh i know delivering high flying knees in the corner (laughs) i bet Strowman had the worst night of his life yeah in that battle royal with brock i mean he made him look like a fool (laughs) he just whooped these guys i felt so bad for luke harper too because every time luke harper got up he was like the only competent worker to take a brock lesnar suplex so every time his, his he got up. Brock would just be there to whoop him right back down again. <laughs> and you could probably tell that by the time Brock actually eliminated Harper, he was probably like, "Thank, Thank God, God I am <laughs> done for the day. I'm just going to the shower. I hope I never have to work a battle royal with Brock Lesnar again in my life." So yes, Brock eliminated pretty well all three of the Wyatts. Yeah, he cleaned house. Um, number twenty five or number twenty four after that was Jack Swagger, who ran in, got F five, and immediately eliminated. Uh, number 25 was The Miz, who had a pretty funny moment. He seen that Brock Lesnar was like one of the only guys standing in the ring, and uh, he just decided to go on commentary, and Brock kept beating guys up. Yeah. <laughs> Very good smart tra- man. Good, good strategy, let's be honest. Good heel move. Very good. Yeah. good number 26 move. was Del Rio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Del Rio. Former winner coming out, and he, I guess, brawled with uh, Brock for a bit. Number 27 was Bray Wyatt. And at this point, all the Wyatts had been eliminated by the time Bray came out. But they surrounded the ring, and Bray, along with the other three Wyatts, beat down Brock, and they eliminated him. All four Wyatts eliminated Brock Lesnar. And that shows that it seems to be the WrestleMania program for Lesnar going forward is him versus Bray and the Wyatt family. No. Not a fan still, eh? No, I am not a fan. I don't want to see this. I would much rather see Authority versus Wyatt family than Brock versus Wyatt family. Well, that's... uh... Have to get used to it. That's the program. Well, but then well, Triple H has got to get his world title. There was the promo that Heyman cut with Stephanie early in the night where she wants to renegotiate the contract of Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So what if that kind of brings him under the wing of the authority against the Wyatts? 
Yeah, but it's not going to be Triple H versus Bray Wyatt. True. It's going to be Triple H and Reigns. Unless unless <laughs> Stephanie McMahon decides she wants to turn into China and decide to face Braun Strowman in a match, which would be very interesting. That would be a... Paper and at least it would be unpredictable. So that's <laughs> It would be unpredictable. Uh, so number 28 was Dolph Ziggler. Man, did this guy ever have a rough night. Speaking yeah. of he's rough had, nights, he had, He's had a rough couple He's had weeks. a rough year so far. Yeah. January has not treated Dolph Ziggler no. very well. Um, number 29 was Sheamus. And actually, I'm surprised Dolph lasted as long as he did. I expected him to get, like, tossed yeah. right away. But, I mean, he got saved for better humiliation in uh, a few moments after this. Because number 30... Oh, and by the way, when Sheamus came out, that's when Roman decided he was not going to hide anymore. And he came back out from the back. Thunderous booze when he came back out. The guy hiding from the match, defending his world title, who the people probably already don't like, hiding and then coming back out, going to get a great babyface reaction. I could have predicted that. I'm pretty sure he attacked Sheamus from behind on he did, the way He did attack too. him from behind, too. Pure, pure What a great face. face. Like, just face move. So not only is he hiding from defending his title, but he's attacking valiant competitors from behind. Yeah. Great. Yes. So he comes back in, and he's running wild. And then number 30 is the game. Triple H, who's coming back for revenge after Roman destroyed him at TLC. I gotta be honest, hearing the the game song play, it was very reminiscent of like the early 2000s when Triple H was the game. The only sad part was, it's 2016. It's 2016 and it's still Hunter! I I shared a meme the uh, the other day when he won. And oh, yeah, it was, it was like, like stop was watching like, WWE in 2005. You haven't missed anything. Yeah, you haven't missed anything. I mean, I, I watched it. It's like, you know what? Storyline-wise, this makes total sense. Makes total sense storyline-wise. So I was fine with it. It's just, again, as you mentioned, Triple H in 2016 is yeah, still winning world titles. But, and he's 46. Uh, it was really old. Second oldest uh, winner of the Royal Rumble. You know who number one is? I do not. Vince McMahon. Wow. 1999. When so if Vince won. never won, Triple H would be the oldest at Technically, this point. Technically, yeah. Wow. So what you're trying to say is it runs in the family. Yes. Yes, yes it, it does. does. Although Vince didn't, well, Vince did make himself champion, just not by winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So <laughs> he did hold it briefly. Yeah. He but, w- uh, won it on an episode of SmackDown. Yeah. Or they yeah, and then didn't he go on to fight like uh, Austin or something? Yeah. And just basically, he, I think he lost the no, match, I, but then the Rock Are we talking the title him? match or are we talking after the Rumble? It all it all kind of goes together. After the Rumble, he lost his title shot to Austin in the cage at No Way Out. I believe. Right, that's what it was. And then I don't know how. I think he just vacated the belt after beating Triple H of all people. Yeah, imagine that the the burying machine got buried by Vince McMahon. Yeah. So <laughs> Triple H comes out, and him and Roman have this big epic stare off. Like, oh, totally, yes. you took me out, and now I'm back, and I'm gonna take your title. And then Dolph Ziggler just kind of shows up. And Triple H pedigrees him. So Roman one-ups this by going and just spearing Bray Wyatt like nothing. Yeah. And they just keep staring at each other. Yeah. Teasing. Top booking. Teasing. Very much. Yeah. And um, after that, I am kind of struggling to see who got eliminated at that point. Because Ziggler probably got tossed by, yeah. uh, I assume, Triple H. Yes. Uh, Jericho ended up being eliminated by Ambrose after sticking around forever. Which kind of teases that. Uh, and it's funny. They kind of just, they brought up the whole Night of Champions thing in like two seconds. I remember uh, that might have been revenge for Jericho kind of screwing things up for a tag match that him and Ambrose were in a number of months ago. It's like, you're just kind of throwing that blurb in now. <laughs> Maybe he was just eliminating him from the Royal Rumble because that's the point of the match. Yeah. Hey, aye, aye, aye. Creative at WWE. 
has a lot of problems right now. I mean, let's just be honest. They don't really even know what to do with Sheamus. Let's put him in the final four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so Sheamus was in the final four because the final four was Sheamus, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Triple H. So I was actually very surprised about that final four. Yeah. I thought maybe AJ would ma- maybe make it. I think he should have, to be honest. A lot of people sh- thought he should have, but you know what? At, like, at the end of the day, I think... Because if he would have had Dean's spot, I think you Triple H would have got more booze, which is probably what they were aiming for. I get they were trying to aiming for the same thing with Dean, but I think he would have gotten more booze for Triple H if you kept AJ in to the end. I think oh. he should have at least made it to the final four. I think he got eliminated too early. But that's just my opinion. I was kind of hoping that Lesnar would have stuck around to the final four. But... Yeah, but... Is what it Maybe is. Maybe even Wyatt. Like, if you put Wyatt yeah. in the final four. Which Wyatt, uh, speaking of his elimination, he, Triple H, had this cool little uh, moment where they that's had a face-off. That's the match I want to see. They had Me a cool little face-off. Mm-hmm. And Triple H knows that Bray's had past history with Roman, and he tries to make an allegiance with Bray to eliminate Reigns from the match. But since Bray Wyatt is crazy and unpredictable, he, he just attacks Triple H. H. And he goes for Sister Abigail and Triple H when Sheamus, Triple H's crony, Brogue kicks him. And yeah. both... Workout buddies eliminate Bray Wyatt from the yeah. match. Yeah. I was a little disappointed since I was kind of hoping that he would actually win the Royal Rumble. Funny on me for putting such uh, <laughs> big hopes in my favorites here. Yeah. But uh, that was upsetting. So then it was the final four. Sheamus goes for a bro kick on Dean. Dean gets out of the way. And Sheamus is caught up on the top rope. Roman hits a Superman punch. Sheamus plummets to the floor. He's eliminated. Yeah. And immediately after that, Triple H dumps Roman yeah. to the uh, delight that, of that, the Orlando that, faithful. That totally caught me off guard. I totally did not expect that. I thought it was going to be Triple H and Roman at the end. Yeah. To do some more teasing. So but. Roman eliminated. Yeah. And it comes when, down to Dean and Triple H. Yeah. So I'm going to just be honest, right? When Triple H came out at number 30, there's like, if it was a 50 50, like, is he actually going to take the title? Then once Roman gets eliminated and it's him and Ambrose, you know right away Triple H is getting it. It was 95-5. Well, was, yeah. considering how they booked things before, I wouldn't be surprised if they just did a shock thing with Dean only for him to drop it at, like, the next lane yeah. yeah, or, like, the next night just for the shock value of a surprise winner. Which they should have done, I think, a year ago when Rollins was champion. Yeah. Which would have been very interesting. But anyway, so it comes down to that. And Triple H and Dean, they have a little bit of a back-and-forth brawl. Yeah. And uh, Dean's just trying to eliminate Triple H, just trying to eliminate him, try to eliminate him. And he gets close, but then Triple H is able to give him kind of a knee, I think it was like a knee to the head, and then he yeah. just backdropped him over the top, and uh, he won. For the- What's this number for him now? Uh, number two, I believe. I think this is a second Rumble win. Not second Rumble, I mean title. Oh, this- it's title 14. Title 14. Yeah. Three more until Ric Flair. How many more till he's at Cena? Two more? Two more. Two more. Because wow. I think Cena's, yeah, C, well, to beat Cena, I think he's got one more to tie Cena. Yeah. But well, I think Cena's. Well, this is probably going to be the last title reign of Triple H's career, I can imagine. He's not going to be holding don't it Don't jinx it, please. Long. Please, yeah, please don't, don't jinx it. Like, oh, I can't wait for uh, the years of 2003 <laughs> to 2005 to come back for oh Triple H. Oh, gosh. Anyway, just when a wrestler hits a momentum. I am, I'm fine with Triple H's champion. I kind of expected that it might be the storyline. Yeah. I still can't help but feel that you could have done the same storyline with with Triple H and Roman, but not have the title involved. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I'm fine with Reigns versus Triple H. Me personally, I would love to see Bray Wyatt versus Triple H more. Um, only because authority versus Wyatt family. Um, and I would have loved, I, I actually want to see Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar again, honestly. 
mm-hmm. only because I want to see. I want. I wanted them to continue that buildup of Reigns finally gets over when he was. He's been beaten down for a year. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean. They're gonna build to his eventual title win at WrestleMania so that he can have finally, finally have his big moment. Uh, but uh, me personally, I'm, and then I, it's I, gonna I, be title number three for him. Yep. By that point, which wow. I think they determine titles by like how many times you win it, rather how long you hold it, unless you're CM Punk. Uh, but because you notice, like now WWE could say, "Oh, Kalisto is a two-time U.S. champion instead of a U.S. champion one time," or like how Roman Reigns is a three-time. Is it, once he wins it at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. he's a three-time World Heavyweight Champion, or when Daniel Bryan was a three-time World Heavyweight Champion. I think they're all about. The number of titles you win rather than how long you hold them. Yeah, which very, 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 very strange. Yeah, but I guess it's something to just promote, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you hear it a lot with Flair. It's when Cena was going after the title. It's like, oh, Flair has 16 and Cena has 15. Will Cena be able to get that six elusive 16th world title or something like that? And you sort of forget that means he lost, you know, 15 times beforehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's mm-hmm. lost a lot of times. Like, I, I, to me, title wins are, are determined to be guys who have held it long while having limited title, like, reigns. And, like, that's why Bruno San Martino will always be the greatest wrestling champion, in my opinion, because he only had it twice, I believe. And yeah. he had it for a thousand days. Yeah, he held it for, like, three years, right? Yeah. Oh, for a long, long Seven. time. Seven. Seven years. Oh, so even longer, like two thousand days. It was like a long, a long, long, a very time. long time. So, so yeah. with that, I guess we should uh, take another quick commercial break before kind of diving into what Raw gave us. Yeah, just I guess a quick week. Raw review. Eh? Yeah. So uh, we'll have that right uh, after these messages. So stay tuned. Oh, don't you dare be sour! Put your hands together and clap. For your world famous best wrestling show on the planet and feel the power. It's wrestling with ideas. Yes, it is. This show rocks. 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 Yeah, we are back. I'm wrestling with ideas every Tuesday night. We're taking a little bit of extra time today since we got an extra half hour. We, well, we also had, had, had extra lot, long pay per view. We had an extra long bit of stuff to talk about. A three hour long Raw Rumble and a three hour long Raw right afterward. Yeah. Enough wrestling during the week. Oh, my goodness. And for me personally, I went to the local C4 event here in Ottawa. So. Not only three hours of Raw, of Raw three hours of pay, Royal Rumble, but also, I think it was three hours of C4 on Saturday. So oy, oy. That so, is nine hours of wrestling. I in my opinion, I don't think Raw followed up on uh, the Rumble as well as it could have. But it was a I good mean, show. I, I mean, I was invested in watching it. Yep. Oh, yeah. The pay-per-view made me want to watch Raw the next night, which is a good, good thing to be said compared <laughs> to other pay-per-views that we've had. So... It kicked off with Vince and um, Stephanie having a celebration of sorts, talking about how they got one over on Roman. He is no longer the champion. Mm-hmm. And that, finally, there is a great champion. Stephanie's husband, Vince's son-in-law, Triple H. It's and best for business. It is best <laughs> for business. And they go on, they gloat about him. And then Triple H comes out, 
and he just has his um, his suit on, only to reveal that under his suit jacket is the championship. The boss is the champion, and he walks down and proceeds to cut pretty well an amazing promo. Very good promo about uh, how you know you may as well consider Vince McMahon God because this is his religion until death, and that nobody disrespects his religion, and those who do, he will crush. Like Dang. Roman Reigns. That was very well worded. And just the whole, I thought he just, you know, it was awesome. It was a it great, great part. promo. I was invested for basically the whole thing. And um, it was revealed that uh, whoever impresses the authority tonight will be put into the main event of Fastlane. And that main event will determine Triple H's WrestleMania opponent. So I'm guessing Triple H will have one defense of this belt. Yep. And it'll be inevitably against Reigns at uh, WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, and then... Uh, it's hyped that AJ Styles will take on Chris Jericho later in the show. I'm like, wow, they're doing this big match right off, uh, right off the get go here. Yeah. Oh yeah. And what proceeded to fall that was Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. And I don't want to say that Ziggler got squashed, but Owens made quick work of him. I mm-hmm. thought they did a couple back and forth things. Ziggler got a few of his uh, usual basic moves, and then Kevin hit him with a pop up power bomb, and that was it. Yeah. I expected Sami Zayn to run out and for another fun brawl to happen to, you know, maybe build Kevin Owens' WrestleMania match. No, but Kevin just walked to the back. Yep. Nothing. Just <sighs> continue the anger and the aggression of Kevin Owens. Yes. Yeah. And that's about it. Yep. Um, so the social outcasts were in the ring and Heath Slater's talking about whatever. <laughs> and they... The woman no- band And they band. noticed that uh, Flo Rida is at ringside and... Of course, Heath has to bring up how um, Flo Rida knocked him out at WrestleMania 28, was it? 28, yes. In 2012? Yeah. It was the one where I had to keep hearing uh, his song over and over and over and over again. Yeah, it was, uh, that was painful. Yeah, it was awful. So, Flo Rida gets into the ring, and that's when he's introduced to Bo Rida. Yeah. Bo Dallas proceeded to uh, rap. (laughs) I thought it was funny. It, I thought uh, Bo was the much better rapper in this. Well, that's he just because Flo Rida just was not trying. He phoned it in so bad. Yeah. So like, then, I was watching, I'm like, did Bo Dallas, a jobber on this on this roster, sorry, a social jobber. He schooled <laughs> Flo Rida. Bo uh, Rida flew, uh, schooled Flo Rida pretty yeah. well. He, he, he was, it wasn't even close. I tweeted out, I think we're all in ag- agreement, Bo, Bo Dallas or Bo Rida Bo Rida. Oh, so yeah. then uh, Bo, not Bo, Flo <laughs> actually introduced uh, the Dudley Boys, and it was the Dudleys versus the Social Outcasts, and um, who was rep? Oh, it was Axel and who was Axel's partner? Uh, was it Slater and Axel that were in this tag match? I think, think so. Was, yeah. If, if not, if not Slater, probably. No, it was, it was, or was it Bo? It was the Bo. One? It was okay, Bo. it was Bo and, and Axel. Oh, right, were, because he had the new singlet. That's right. Yeah. So he looked like a lost member of American Alpha, the Jason Jordan and Chad Gables. They, squad. He did look kind of odd in that getup. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the Dudleys ended up um, winning, and Florida came in to celebrate with the match. There's not really a whole lot to talk about. I mean. No. It's just the job squad. Good. 2016, not really much to be said. I don't think they can beat Dolph Ziggler, though, so that's uh, that's something. And after this, they have AJ Styles being interviewed by Renee. And who else should uh, butt in but Chris Jericho? And Jericho basically talked up all of Styles' accomplishments, but how he's finally in the big leagues, and he has a chance to make an impression tonight against Y2J. Baby! And... 
And uh, then we got a bit of a commercial break. And then it came back, and it was Jericho and Styles. And eh, it was a pretty good match. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure under different circumstances and a bigger stage, they could have a much better performance. Yeah. And but, if Jericho and, was 10 and, years And if younger. Jericho was a decade... if they, I think both men were a decade younger. It'd be, But particularly Jericho, because he was the one who was... Uh, definitely could not keep up with... Uh, he AJ was slower than Styles. He was certainly slower than AJ, without question. Oh, he's what, 38 now? Who? Styles? No, uh, Jericho. Jericho's he's like 44. Four, yeah, Jericho's oh turning 45 Lord. this year, actually. He's, Goodness. He, he's, he's getting he's up, up there. there. Yeah. Y2J. I mean, he looks, he, re- he still wrestles very well. He's, for still, like, he's in great shape. And I mean, me it's not like we're saying, like, I mean, Styles is also 38. Like, mm-hmm. let's not forget, Styles the, is Both are not there. spring chickens. But, yeah. but Styles was, like, in a whole different league of his own in this match. And there were moments where there was a little bit of miscommunication, but you could tell that Jericho was so excited to work Jericho with Jericho just AJ loved Styles. working with the guy. You could just tell. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there were a few kind of cool spots, like um, when he kind of, I don't know if they meant to do it this way, but when he first went for the walls of Jericho, the way he set up for it seemed like he was kind of mocking the Styles clash, in a sense, before he locked in the uh, <laughs> the actual walls of Jericho. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. Because yeah. even Styles himself was kind of, Teasing it, and so Jericho kind Styles of Styles did a great job of selling it. Yeah, it was because uh, he, he put his hand out and looked like he was actually going to tap, and I actually for a moment thought he was going to tap. I was like, oh my god, no, 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 not not this way, right? But and so Styles in the end. So this is after a lot of uh, basically it was uh, just kind of a showcase for Styles. He did his big springboard yep. and all his usual moves. This and Jericho was sold great, an amazing match, except for the very end. And it just it just upsets me whenever like it kind of goes back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, oh, roll up win. Yeah, I mean it could have been better, but I think they're just kind of teasing the Styles Clash for like a big thing, so yeah. that when they finally do use it, it's people are gonna go nuts for it. Oh yeah, basically. Uh, there's one little bit there where um, Jericho kind of gave like this amazing drop kick, and Styles sold it going to the floor so well, like it almost he was selling it like he nearly got like knocked out. Yeah. The way Styles, he landed. Styles almost kills himself every time he's in the ring. Like, if you see back to his TNA days, especially in 06, there was one spot I remember. I think he took a drop kick from P.D. Williams. And it's like he launched himself shoulder first into the barricade like, and, and just totally like looked like he just destroyed himself. And he still does it at this age. So, I, so you know, me, Brayden and I were talking about this off the air. How long does he have... Until, you know, he can't go anymore because he's just been killing himself it's not only for that, so but many years. And not only just killing himself, but the age also kind of matters, too. Yeah. Right? Like he's he's almost 40. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Still performing at an elite level. An elite level. He's performing mm. like he's in his mid-30s. Well, he's killing and he's, himself uh, Yeah. But anyway, very good match. So as uh, Alec alluded to, basically what happened was Styles went for the Styles Clash. Jericho was able to counter out of it. Went for, I think it was like a jackknife type pin. Yeah. And then Styles kind of countered that jackknife pin to a half sunset flip roll up sort of deal pinned Jericho with this combination and won the match. Yeah. So no actual finish was finishing move was used to uh get a uh, a win. So I can understand when you have like a big kind of it was grueling like, match it was like his, that and then it was his raw debut, you know what I mean? And it's like we're not even gonna have a big finish. We're gonna we're gonna tease you. We're gonna make you wait and work for it. It's like no. No WWE. I will <laughs> not watch SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so that was that a very good match though. It was uh Certainly uh, had my attention from beginning to end. Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch had a match. And uh, it was a decent little thing, and they were kind of going back and forth. And right near what looked to be, um, I guess, uh, Sasha, who was taking control and looked to finish off the match, Charlotte interfered and attacked both women, 
keeping herself as the top heel of the division and yep. asserting herself as the champion. I was fine with this. This was good. Good I way to progress it. things I, forward. You know what? The Divas division is actually looking really good now. It's improving a lot. It only took them to use the talent properly. God forbid, right? I, it's shocking to me. This stuff I'd never even thought about before. I never even thought it could work if you just do it that way. I mean, we talked about how silly uh, teaming the women up and doing these six-man and 12-man ridiculous tags were, but apparently uh, we were right. Yes. Who'd have thought? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know this is great, and if they keep up with stuff like this, this division is probably going to flourish in the next year. Yep. Without question. Oh, oh boy. Are we talking about the Goldust thing? Yeah. So Goldust is backstage, and he starts listening to uh, R-Truth's headphones, and Truth walks in on him. And Goldust said he's been looking for Truth because he needs a new partner. And he asks R-Truth to be his tag team partner. And you know what I say to that? Make them tag team partners. Yeah. They should do that, for sure. Oh, I would yeah. love to see them tag team partners. I mean, what were you saying? Like, you've seen some tweets that it's like, uh, like oh, poor man's Booker T and Goldust. But I'm like, yeah. sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, you they might were as entertaining, well. right? Because, I mean, truth, I mean, his reply being like, no, no, I'm a married man. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, like, no, not like that. He, he's a, it, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I just don't swing, swing that, that way. way. <laughs> and it's just... Goldust is like, no, like like a tag partner. And it took him forever to cue in. And with just how crazy our truth is most of the time. I think he's one of the best guys for facial expressions. Me, oh, I agree with you. Because when uh, he came out and did the whole, like, and when he was talking about winning the money in the bank, and everybody kind of looked at him funny and said, truth, like, you're not in the match. Just as, like, his confused I'm face. Of, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's awesome. And for There's saying, no title contract up there. Our <laughs> truth never said it best other than this line here. I don't even know if that's PG. This is our truth that we're talking about. He's he can be comedic gold, and Goldust can be too when he's paired with the right person. Let them be a tag team. Yeah, I say for sure. Me too. I agree. Speaking of things to groan about, Kane and Bray Wyatt had a match. Very nice transition. <laughs> and of all two people who just should not be in the ring together, Kane and Bray Wyatt certainly it. I mean, I didn't like it at SummerSlam 2013. I didn't like it at Raw in 2016. A lot of hard hitting action, but it really didn't matter. Kane kind of got overwhelmed and Bray beat him. You know Whatever. what? I posed I, I posed, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I posed a question that got a whole bunch of negative, uh, or rather, a statement that got a whole bunch of negative feedback. And I what said, "Well, well, well." I was say, "Well, not really a question." It was more like uh, I was saying, "You know, Bray Wyatt is on the assault of Kane." Mm-hmm. Then Undertaker comes back and fights off Bray Wyatt and his Wyatt family with his brother, and they reunite one last time. Mm-hmm. But then Kane looks over to his brother Undertaker. Gives him a choke slam, and then he does the tombstone pile driver, setting up Undertaker versus Kane retirement match at WrestleMania. Do it. You might Do as it? well. Yeah, I because, got so much negative hate on because that. you want to know why. I was asked if I was the devil on Twitter. I was asked so many no. things. <laughs> you want to know why you do it? Wait, because it harms absolutely no one. It's That's just true. two guys who really are at the tail end of their career. They, they do have a story previously. They're bro- storyline brothers. I guess other than like putting Taker with like Braun or Bray or just somebody who he's going to beat and it's going to like hurt, yeah. him beating Kane means nothing. And Except if he retires on top. Yeah. And Kane will disappear because he lost a match to The Undertaker. He doesn't ever need to be seen again. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that idea. That is perfect. They won't do it, but. I would really? be in favor of it. I was vilified on Twitter. No, that's a wonderful idea. <laughs> vilified. Harm, harms no one and uh, gets Undertaker on the card. And at this point, who do you have for him to face anyway? Well, now, now, I'm just going with Zach's idea right there. May 19th falls on a Thursday this year. Mm. Maybe they have uh, a bit of a cane freakout. 
And now it'd be 10 years since uh, the last May 19th. Ooh. Is Sino Evil 4 coming out? I have no idea. Probably not, but uh, <laughs> so, uh, after this, we get the limousine. They've been teasing a big star returning to the show. He a couple had been times. there, by the way, that limousine for like an hour. Yeah, he had just stayed in this limousine. Because this guy just was just chilling in the limousine. It ended up being the Miz, <laughs> who said he was back, and uh, the must see, the former must see WWE champion is here, and uh, all this and all that. And then all of a sudden, Rock showed up in his truck. Yeah, and uh, big pop, big pop, a huge, huge pop. pop yeah. And he just kind of goes over. He humiliates Miz. He goes over to Lana, humiliates her, and said how they had a great time in a hotel room. Uh, <laughs> well, no, no, no. The best part is what he says to Miz, where he just says he looks like a flying nun and throws him his car keys and tells him to park the truck. <laughs> yeah, when he told him to park the truck, that was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, it, don't forget when he talked to Big Show as well. Oh, yeah. Before he went to Lana and was like, you know, the director of the Scorpion King was watching this and he said, whoever wins the Royal Rumble is going to be my Scorpion King. And then he's like, you could have been in the, the big movies. You could have been a big star. And you had Big Show in his cr- classic crying role, yeah. which, is, which is perfect for it's him. It's so beloved. And then, and then he like smashes his computer laptop, which was hilarious. And Rock's like, I love you, big man. And just walks like, I, love I love you, you big guy. It's like, yeah, that's what you do. You break things. That's what you like. <laughs> So Rock then uh, completely humiliates Lana yeah. and and Rusev when he yep. eventually showed up to the segment. <laughs> and uh, oh, you guys are getting engaged! Oh man, you are getting engaged to a lucky woman, Rusev. She <laughs> is good and just Rock being Rock. And, and I, I believe he says that she's flexible. <laughs> he, she, he did say that she's very flexible. And then he counted down his own entrance from the gorilla position, which was cool. Well, what was even better is he says hi to Pat Patterson. In the yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> I was all right. <laughs> and hey, Pat. then he came out and he was rock and he was doing his thing and just didn't know who that third member of the announced team was though. He remembered Michael Cole. He remembered JBL. He's never met Byron Saxton before. That was funny. Hey, black guy on commentary <laughs> with the team, <laughs> pretty well. And then Rock goes off script and he sees these guys dressed up as superstars in the front row, and he basically puts them over. Yep. The Savage guy was dressed very, very, very well. It was an yeah. awesome costume. He had actually been kicked out. Yeah, he had actually been kicked. I heard they Done? got kicked out. Essentially, Did they get Done. kicked out after that or before? Before. Yeah. They oh, kicked they him out. And then, and then apparently the rumor is Rock said, no, you're not kicking them out. You're going to bring them in and then I'm going to do a promo with them or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, really? uh, very if, interesting. if that's true, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's really that's nice. That's the rumor I heard. Don't quote me on that. I heard that they got kicked out after that happened. No, but, before. Wow. And because I don't know if you remember them. during the Kane and Bray Wyatt match, there was a whole bunch of people that were like, Randy Savage, yeah. sh- like doing chants. That was because they kicked the Randy Savage guy out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Rock basically saved these people yeah. from being kicked out for the rest of the show. Done! And so after this, Rock's going on doing his usual sh- uh, shtick. And then the New Day comes out. And at this point, I'm like, oh boy, this is going to get this pretty... This is awesome. This, this is going to get very interesting. One of, the funniest, went, yes. one of the funniest things I've seen in wrestling in a while. Yes. And it was everything you would expect a New Day versus Rock promo, promo segment to be. Just a big E going back and forth. And even Xavier and even Kofi had some good lines. Just going back and forth with Rock with their, their trio. These guys just have great chemistry together. They yeah. just, they get their gimmick inside and out and they know how to execute it. Uh... <laughs> Biggie saying that Rock looks like a man who doesn't eat his booty o cereal. <laughs> that was a good line. Yeah. And uh, when Biggie, he talked about uh, LeBron. Oh, yeah, he said that LeBron left Miami to go to Cleveland, just like Rock left Miami to go to Hollywood. 
and said that he had no problem getting uh, leaving for the pay, to which Rock really didn't have much of a reply to. Yes. He just kind of shrugged and said, well, it's kind of true. <laughs> um, it was great. I thought um, that this was very, uh, very good. And then Rock kind of did his uh, lame comeback about the, the llama yeah. genitalia. <laughs> llama genitalia. That's one way heads. of putting it. Yeah, and uh, would scream that uh, you can't use such a word on TV. And <laughs> Does this remind you of anything, Brayden Mayhew? It reminds me of me last week, actually. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, <laughs> so this goes on for a while, and then New Day uh, decline Rock's challenge for a fight, and so they go to the back, and then the Usos are Rock's backup. And they beat down the New Day, and they show up, and the oh, Rock does his spots I, that was for them. So disappointing. Just the, the Usos are just such a buzzkill, aren't yeah, they? they were. To, a, to a Rock segment, that that was so disappointing. I get that he's kind of related to them, but it's still the Usos. <laughs> you know they, what it's I mean? Just that they've been again same characters for years now, and there's been nothing different about them other than they can dance like Rikishi. Also, and, where, where's the fear for the New Day when they just beat the Usos for the tag team last night or the night before? I should say. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they are not scared of this team at all. They're just going to go fight them again. Yeah. So that was that fun segment, though. And New Day, I thought, held their own perfectly well on, on the mic with uh, Oh, Rock yeah. Tonight. They were just... In fact, I thought there were moments where they were better than the Rock. They, there were moments where, as a collective unit, they certainly they were, better, were yeah. better than the Specifically, Rock. Specifically, when they all got together in a group to talk about if the Rock was able to say penis on television. Yeah, yes. that was just like, hilarious, just, wasn't just it? Just because, like... It's just like, I don't know if he can say that. that. I'm not sure if he can say that. Are we able to say that? And then Biggie's tweet after that. Oh, my gosh. This guy is a... He's a legend. I'm thinking he may be the breakout star of this group once they're kind of done their thing. He's got to stay with this half-comedic but, like, tough guy sort of act. Because, like, he's doing it so well. Like, he's just got to stay like this forever. He's He's become a great mic worker, I've found. Yes, me too. I agree. Um, so after that, we go to another Divas match. Uh, Brie Mode in action with Alicia Brie Fox. Mode. Oh, gosh, I hate that. <laughs> Against uh, Natalia and Paige, who ended up winning the match kind of quickly. Yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on, which cool. is uh, pretty well all I have to say. Brie Mode is still ridiculous. That's the only thing I can complain about. She does the Brian kicks and then yells, Brie Mode! <laughs> to which the crowd just kind of goes, Come on, Nikki! We want your husband back, and then that's it. It, it kind of feels like when she yells Brie mode, it's like that kid from uh, The Wizard where he goes, California. Yeah, yes. And exactly in fact, I kind of like think that. that's less awkward, to be honest. Less forced. <laughs> so that's that, something. That, that kid had some sort of developmental disability. I mean, this is Brie Bella. She, yeah. She's <laughs> an adult who's not just obsessed with going to California. That is California. very true. California. So, and Kalisto had a match with The Miz, and The Miz was angry that he'd been humiliated all night. Yeah. And uh, he got in a decent amount of offense on Kalisto at the beginning. Yeah. But in the end, Kalisto ended up winning, and it was uh, put over nicely. So I was kind of scared The Miz might win, but he did not. So I uh, shed a little bit of sweat off my forehead when this match was done. Good. The United States champion won. And hopefully they keep the belt on him for a while because I like Kalisto. He's a, he's a very good uh, talent. Yeah, build a division around him. Yeah, until the cruiserweight division. Until Sinkar is back from injury. There. In fact, I think he's gonna like outshine. I think they're gonna put him back at a tag team by the time Sinkara comes back. Six months down the line, he's gonna he should be bigger than he is now. I think he's already outgrown uh, Sinkara. He has benefited so much from that injury. You gotta think they'd probably be in the USO spot yeah. right now if uh, Sinkara didn't get hurt. 
So he's getting a whole singles run out of it, so uh, good on him. And then we had the main event, which is Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose against Sheamus and Rusev. Now, Zach, how much of this match did you see? Zero. Zero. <laughs> I've seen zero of this match. I got distracted. I did not care. <laughs> However, Roman and Dean won. Yay! These guys won. And, go team. Uh, go team. Um, basically, the finish was, oh, of course, Rain speared Sheamus for the victory. Again, I kind of got distracted, did not watch this match. I kind of knew I that, fell asleep. that the good guys would win. It's how it always happens. But after the match, I made sure to listen to the announcement. Stephanie made the announcement that the main event of Fastlane would feature both Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose in a triple threat match. But the other opponent in that match... The Beast Brock Lesnar. So, question. Yep. Question. The Authority has tried so hard to get Reigns not to have the this title. This is so dumb. Yeah, yeah they so give him a title him, shot. Yeah, let's give him a title shot. They give him a crack at the championship. If you, Roman, if you win this match, we will give you the title shot you want. Yet we don't want you to be champion. Makes no sense. The worst about it is just that they could have really sold it as a thing. Like, if you really want this title back, like you have to go like through hell and back oh, again. Plus... Plus, doesn't he have a rematch clause? He does. So why does he need to go through all this trouble when he can be like, rematch clause? Yeah, you mean what you could have done was you could have just had Dean and Brock, which maybe not be the biggest match in the world, but yeah. put Dean through some uh, some hell, if you will. Yeah. And then Roman can just be like, if they're trying to forget about him, he's be like, well, I have my number one contendership. And in fact, you could have done like the main event finish with like Dean and Brock and have it be the Wyatts attack Brock and nobody really wins and they screw it over. Yeah. But then Roman reveals that, well, since I lost the Royal Rumble, I still have my rematch, my rematch clause. clause. Yeah. I'm taking it at WrestleMania. But now they're making him compete for it. And yeah, uh, they just uh, they, they bend the rules whenever they see fit, it seems. Yeah, it would just be nice if I know it's not going to happen. But Rollins came back from injury just to say that he never really lost it. And just, like, steal that from them? He will. It's just, unfortunately, it's going to be months after WrestleMania. I that's know. All. That's the just, only problem with it. It's going to be into the next year. And well, it's you, like, know, no. you know what they could have done? They could have been, like, the authority just keeps messing with Roman. So it's like, uh, by the way, when you signed the contract for Royal Rumble, you waived your right for a rematch clause or something like that. But we're feeling quite nice today. And we don't want to avoid any legal ramifications, so we'll give you a chance to get your title shot if you face the Beast Brock Lesnar. All this stuff, right? Yeah, like, if you like go that could have built it up more. Yeah. It's like, oh, now he's got something to work for. I mean, that's what a babyface should be: is, is somebody that you cheer for so that they can get what they want. I don't know, somebody to rally behind. Exactly, and but they're not doing that. They're just giving them the opportunities. How can you cheer for that? Like you can't. That's why he's terrible as a babyface. It's not Roman Reigns. It's the booking behind Roman Reigns. Yeah. Well, the forced booking and then the proceeded following booking after booking bad. It's just like there's bad booking and then more bad booking. And, and then, then the Roman gets worse booking. every week. And then, and then there's Roman Reigns booking. Reigns booking. <laughs> and oh, somehow, my gosh. Somehow, like, after TLC there, it was actually looking like they knew how to book Reigns. And then they then this. Yeah. Then the rumble then, happened. Like, it's just, I don't know how you took something that was so good. You didn't even have to touch it. Just let it grow into something. It's like, oh, yeah. we're going to just make Triple H the champion couldn't now. Couldn't they have just had him defend the title against Sheamus and just have Triple H come back to challenge him for it? Couldn't we have had, or like have somebody but new I think win they the rumble? A draw for Royal Rumble, and I did yeah. like the concept, you know what I mean? So I know. I, 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 I'm, I'm glad they did this concept. It's it just, was interesting. It got me into the pay-per-view. I, yeah, so. it got me into it as well. And I'm sure it got, and I'm sure it made most people get into. It. So just, we're just going to take a quick commercial break, and after that, we have uh, our room airs for the week, as well as the question from the week from, of course, the question man himself, Simon Zimmerman. So stay tuned, everybody. 
and his name is John Cena. Word life. We wouldn't want to tire you out on a new day, so uh, we thought we'd bring back a fresh face who hasn't been around for a while. I mean, he just that kid went down with an injury a couple months ago, right? A, a really big peak of his career. Jamie's going to miss his first WrestleMania. You hate to see it so early in a man's life, yes. you know, just like so early in the game. So may uh, a quick recovery be in John Cena's uh, favor, because I mean, it just goes to show like how empty the roster is when he is gone, and I mean... What a terrible time to go down with injury, too. Their biggest show of the year around the corner, and he needs rotator cuff surgery. Not same good with Cesaro. Timing. Same like, with Cesaro. They had the basically the exact same uh, problem with their shoulder, which uh, is interesting. So we have the rumors of the week. Oh, you didn't know? So Dean Ambrose is the last standing uh, babyface against Triple H in the Rumble may have been an audible call during the match because of crowd reaction to Roman Reigns. Surprising or not surprising at all, gentlemen? Not, not surprising. surprising at all. But I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think it was an audible. I think they definitely planned that out well in yeah. advance. I think they planned... I don't, I don't think it was their original plan, but I think it was a backup plan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they just had to be thinking that if they have Roman at the end, like people are going to cheer Triple H over him no matter yeah. what. So, so I think keeping Dean in there was like a way where they're like, oh, maybe like it'll get Triple H some booze. And I think it did to a degree. I think some uh, people were kind of booed when he threw Ambrose in the end. I mean, if they kept AJ to the end, uh, that would have increased their chances of somebody being uh, booed against Triple H. But yeah. uh, that's something. So teasing a return to the gym just weeks after surgery. I wonder who this uh, story is talking about. Insiders already speculate on a miraculous recovery and early return for... And his name is John Cena! How unsurprising is that? I thought you were going to say Seth Rollins for a minute there. No, no, that would have been too good to be true. That, yeah, that would have been a godsend at this time. Waiting in fact, me and you talked about this like off the air. I could see it like after Fastlane where Undertaker just has nothing to do and he shows up. And then John Cena unadvertised just kind of shows up too. And they have this face-off in the same vein of Triple H and Undertaker from like four years ago. And that's pretty well all they do. I mean, if he comes back. Like, I'm not yeah. going to say he's going to be uh, back right after Fastlane. But if I'm Cena at this point in my career, though, I, I would just take it. it. I would just take it off. I would just be like, well, it's the first WrestleMania in a decade that I've missed. And you know what? I think he'll be like, you know what? Let's let some of the other guys carry this and see how it goes. The only thing that I could see him coming back for is this is the biggest WrestleMania, technically. Uh, What's well, the biggest one they can fill like a stadium yeah, for, right? Exactly. Yeah. Most people they can have at a wrestling. So they, so I think Cena will be will want to be like just how like Rock wants to come back to be a part of that. I think Cena, there's a little bit of ego in Cena that wants to come back and be part of that show. But at the same time, I think he's also very respectful of the people in the locker room. And be like, you know what? I think these guys need to have their chance. You know, have their chance in the sun. I think yeah, it's just just be a year where he sits it out. Yeah, pretty much, and just lets the. I mean, it's not like he needs do. the money, right? It's, no, so. But, I mean, uh, he makes a lot of money off of the royalties from the Marine. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So, or as what Rock, a film, or, by the way. Or as the Rock said, the torture devices used. I don't know. Twelve <laughs> rounds is pretty big, though. Twelve rounds actually was a pretty good big film. Um, so Hulk Hogan's filming his first new commercial since uh, the infamous WWE firing from the summer. Uh, for using his uh, slurs that were leaked in that infamous uh, Gawker sex tape. What a story that was, too, right? Oh, Oh, my gosh. So the spot is for an 800 Lone Mart, and it could be a test balloon for a return to WWE. 
<sighs> Would they really bring him back for WrestleMania? Like, I just can't see them bringing him back that early. If they're not desperate, yeah. I mean, they gave AJ Styles this insane contract. But they're going to bring Hulk Hogan back after giving him the near Benoit treatment? Like, the I near Benoit treatment. Is that, is, that what, is that what we're calling it now? There's Benoit treatment. Well, there's, then there's Benoit Hulk treatment, treatment. Then there's Hulk Hogan. Then in third place, there's the the Punk treatment. Yes, oh, they're yeah. all very similar, but they have different levels to them. Yeah, Benoit's uh, like absolutely no mention. Hulk is some mention, but we'll pretend he didn't exist. And with Punk, it's like maybe if we don't like do anything about him, nobody will remember him again. Now, where in this chart does Bret Hart fit? Oh, I mean, mm. Mm. the thing is, well, Bret Hart him was a able to get it solved, right? Chris Benoit's will never, ever, ever be solved. Hogs probably won't be solved. It's still an unsolved mystery. Yeah. And Hogan's is a little fresh. But anyway, if he comes back to WWE this early, that's just kind of kind of silly. I'll, I'll laugh a little bit if he's around for WrestleMania season, to be honest. Yeah. This big scandal with Tough Enough and his leak coming out and him getting fired. And then, here you go, brother. Here's some money for WrestleMania. They want you to show up. You're the Hulkster. Funny. So, <laughs> despite a cryptic tweet earlier in the week, it's believed that Cody Rhodes will be staying in the infamous Stardust character and that he'll probably do something with Stephen Amell at WrestleMania because doing it at SummerSlam isn't enough. We need to do this program some more on a bigger stage. Well, they need all the star power, right? But Stardust? <laughs> you can't say star power without star, and you I mean, can't say Stardust I mean, without saying star. Green Arrow is a star, but competing <laughs> against like Cody Rhodes... In the Stardust character, I just can't see that having, like, especially if you did it once at SummerSlam. I can't imagine that having did, much who, big who won appeal. That? Did Cody Rhodes go over that match? No, it was, it was Stephen Amell and Neville won. Yeah. It was a tag match over Barrett and uh, Stardust. So I can't, really, them doing it again, that just seems. If it's on the pre show, I won't mind, but uh, <laughs> I don't see As the long need. as it doesn't take up time yeah, on, like, the pay per view that I'm not spending my hard earned money yeah, on, I just, I'm I, happy. Don't need to see it again, but if they do it again, what else am I going to do? And so uh, Tanahashi uh, suffered a dislocated shoulder over the weekend. No re- no words out on his recovery right now, but it'd uh, be another blow to New Japan, who have seen the loss of um, Ayabushi, who had a neck injury, yeah, and is out. And they recently, of course, lost uh, both AJ and Shinsuke Nakamura as they are heading to WWE. Well, AJ's already there, and yeah. uh, Nakamura's on his way. So Tanahashi being basically their top guy out with a... Uh, a shoulder injury. Shoulder injury getting all the top guys on. Cena's down yep. with a shoulder injury. Now Tanahashi is. Yep. Gosh, New Japan and WWE having issues with their top stars. Holy goodness. Not good at news least, for them. At, le- at least New Japan has Okada to help them out. Plus, Thank I think God. they'll put... Plus, I think they're going to put Ibushi on a higher spotlight. Well, he's out right now. He's got a neck injury. Once he gets back. Well, when but, he gets but, back. But he's, but he's getting closer as far as I know. Plus, there's also all the people like Russell Noah that they can draw upon for like their pay-per-views. Yeah. So, but uh, still, not very good news in terms of where they are like right now. No. Yeah, not really anything it's, they need to be. They're hearing. not as bad as WWE because they still have the talent. They've just lost like yeah. due to signings. They, talk, they, they lost some uh, some big players. That's all. Yeah. Both to yeah. injury and jumping ship. And so now we have the question of the week from Simon Zimmerman, and he asked, "What do you think is the kayfabe reason?" For Lesnar competing in the triple threat match at Fastlane, and I can't answer this other than just saying, there is none. They just, Brock needs to be in a match at Fastlane. The only thing I can and, think of... Because he wasn't on Raw to impress right. the uh, the authority. The only thing I could think of, kayfabe-wise, is 
they wanted to renegotiate a new contract. Paul Heyman did. That is so deep in thinking. So, yeah, I'm really thinking deep here. So what I think they're saying is, we'll give you a new contract if you beat up Reigns in the number one contender shot. And hey, maybe you'll even get a chance at Triple H's title. That's the only reasoning I can think of. Other than that, it makes no sense. Because to me, it should be the, the three other com- uh, competitors in the final four. So Ambrose, Reigns, and Sheamus should be in the number one contenders what? matchup. Yeah, or at least people who won. Like, Owens had a very impressive showing. Why isn't he in the triple threat? Because he got eliminated and he wasn't in the final four. Oh, was that, was that a part of the, uh, the deal? That's what, I'm, that's what I think it should have been. Well, because Brock wasn't in the final four. He was eliminated That's, that's what that. I think it should have been. Like, I oh. think if we, if we were going to run the final four gimmick, then Sheamus should have been in instead of Brock. But I think it's just going back to their contract signing, right? So Yeah. That's so, the only uh, way I could think of. I just don't get why Ambrose is in the match if we're going by kayfabe. Because it's just like... He was it, in the final four. He was in the final four. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, and But it's just... He didn't. Did he even have a match on Raw last night? He did. He yeah, was in the him tag and Roman won. Uh, oh right. Yeah, see, this is the one where we were all distracted. We by all did asleep. not yeah. actually watch the match. Well, then, I seen uh, the tail end of it, but it makes sense that the reason that Sheamus isn't in there is because he lost to Reigns and uh, Ambrose in the like the main event. So th- that's how they won their spots. But why Lesnar gets the bye to this final round makes there's not like a sense for it. Like it's just. Oh, Lesnar's back. We need him in the title shot. You know, we need him somewhere in that like that vicinity. So we're just gonna push him in there. It's like, hey, fast lane, there you go. You can main event the pay per view. We'll give you a big check for a big guy with big and, hands, uh, even a big neck. So as far as a kayfabe reason for me, I Zach, you pretty well. <laughs> hey, that's the most creative way I could think of doing it. Yeah, just because of the because uh, that there was a segment at the Rumble where they were talking about that. Correct backstage, yeah. Heyman and uh, Stephanie were. So that would be the, really the only reason. Because other than that, it's just it's such a glaring reason to just kind of have Brock at a mat in a match at Fastlane. Like that yeah. seems to be like the only reason to do it pretty well. So, and what's kind of awful is Fastlane's not even a pay per view that has a gimmick. No, it's just a another stop. It's a stop on the, it. Could, it could be like, no way out still for all you know we know. Wouldn't it just work a lot better if they had the elimination chamber match? At like I know they're not doing them anymore just because logistically it's a nightmare because like opening like, all those different chambers opening up like something goes wrong every time they do it. But if they did an elimination, a couple great ones. There were oh I just like one of my favorite ones where Randy Orton's still standing in there and someone just comes crashing through his thing and he just has to kind of like push the the panel back so he's not as able to escape. It's like just let him <laughs> out, just let yeah. him out. But yeah, no, it's like if they did an elimination chamber match where they got like the top talent, like they got your Sheamus, your Ambrose. Um, Reigns, Reigns, Lesnar, Wyatt, even you know what I mean, like just bringing like six guys together. Then it actually makes sense that they're all vying for that spot at WrestleMania now. But if you don't have the Rumble to run through your roster to pick who should be there, and you're just going to throw it into this like three way, eh. it should be like if you're not going to do the Rumble for the number one contendership, at least have like a chamber for it. Is what you're saying? At least make it kind of high stakes. At least have something for it, even like. Not to say they should do this, but have like a money in the bank style match or like, yeah. you know, like the contract hanging up there where they even get the contract. The clipboard matters more. <laughs> so. So, yeah. So thank you very much for the question, Simon. And thank you to all of you who tuned into Wrestling With Ideas uh, tonight. We're on every Tuesday night, usually nine till ten. But we ran a little uh, overtime tonight to kind of discuss both Raw and uh, Wrestling With Ideas. So 
As far as I <laughs> to discuss Mayhew. Raw and wrestling with ideas, yeah, right. Raw <laughs> and the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yes, so, this is what happens hey, when he takes an unprotected chair shot to the head. <laughs> hey, at least this time I was PG. All right, yeah, like, there you go. I don't even know if that's PG. It was this time, <laughs> but uh, so Zach, do you have anything you want to plug before we um, head off here? No, just uh, for all those that are listening in. Uh, just remember, if you want to listen to this again, we're on wrestlingwithideas.podomatic.com. And, uh, yeah, just uh, check us out. Keep listening to our episodes. So for myself, for Zach, and for Alec, we hope you, too, will wrestle with ideas.